Welcome to Alchemy of the Heart podcast, hosted by me, Dr. Christine Borst, and your intuitive jack of all trades, Elliot Ashton. I see you. I understand you. I want you to explore the magic within through divine curiosity. Ellie, we have a special guest today, and I'm super pumped. OMG, who's our special guest? Our guest is Meg Ludwig, and she is going to talk to us about all of the magical stuff that she does. Welcome, Meg. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you. Um, I wonder if you could tell the listeners a little bit about who you are um, and what you do. Yeah. In a nutshell, I am the tarot lady, the woo weirdo. I do all things magic, basically. Um, I have been reading tarot since I was in eighth grade, (laughs) so a while now. Um, Originally, I started out just reading for my friends and not really my family, but friends and myself just to kind of like have something to do in the suburbs of Chicago, which is where I grew up, where I'm from. Um, shout out to Lyle, if anybody knows that tiny town. Doubt it, but anyway. Um, I could never shut off the internal voice of like needing to follow this rabbit hole of spirituality, of like alternate healing modalities, of you know, witchy woo stuff. Um, but I had to keep it on the download because my family was not cool with it at all. Um So I kind of learned to shut my gifts off to sort of fit in, in the bigger sense, um, which led to a lot of pain, frankly, um, because I was actively working against what my soul was screaming at me to do. Mm -hmm. So then I moved to LA um, because I used to work in TV in my 20s. And then when TV didn't end up working out because again, I wasn't doing what my soul wanted me to be doing. Constant panic attacks. Couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. Can I swear? Oh yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, basically kept having breakdown after breakdown because I was not listening to my intuition was shutting it down, bottling it down, drinking, like basically doing everything I shouldn't be doing. Um, and then I hit rock bottom. Um, when I, panic I can't breathe or eat so like it really took me down to my zero point to figure out what the hell's going on and I discovered rediscovered I should say my passion for all things spiritual and my connection with my higher self God source consciousness whatever you want to call it and then eventually I became uh, certified in Reiki I'm a Reiki master and then through that pathway I found the Akashic Records which is what I am all about now. Oh, good. Cause I really want to dive into that. Um, so that the listeners can learn more. I love, thank you by the way, for your transparency with all of that. I think that your story is so familiar to a lot of people. And even as a therapist, I will have clients and, you know, they'll have symptoms of anxiety or symptoms of depression, right. That traditionally we would classify and diagnose, But at the root, I keep thinking, okay, but what's your soul's purpose, right? Are you in alignment with your soul purpose? 
And the answer is of course, no, right. They're not, they're doing X, Y, Z because they're supposed to be, they feel like they can't be themselves for whatever reason, um, that they're just disconnected from that authentic truth. And so for you, it sounds like the pull was so strong that it brought you back to that place. And once you've been able to really live that truth, you're more in alignment. Yeah. Once I stopped, first of all, once I accepted my gifts and my talents, and my abilities and stopped running from them, stop being mm-hmm. afraid of them, really, mm-hmm. um, everything opened up. Yeah. Completely everything. I, I have been psychic. I mean, everybody's psychic, right? That's the big secret, but <laughs> I, there, I, there, there's home videos of me, uh, as a three-year-old, like rubbing my third eye and my parents are like, look, she's being weird. I'm like, no, actually <laughs> I'm getting in touch with you guys are, um, you know, being less unhelpful, but that's just to say that, that I was a very weird kid born into a very normal family. Uh-huh. I didn't know what the hell to do with me. Yes. Frankly, I scared the shit out of them. Yeah. I, I've heard that narrative more and more often again, as the clients that I have have started to like be more like secret, like closet witches basically. Right. Um, so many closet witches, right? Like the closet magic. And so I, I always wait for the opening and then I'll say, okay, tell me about, tell me about your intuition. And they're almost like, what? Like, she's not asking what I think she's asking. And it's like, no, no, I am. And then the next question is my favorite because it's always how woo woo are you right? Mm -hmm. Like them asking me, like, how much can I handle? Mm -hmm. It's like all the way woo woo. You can tell me where are you actually right? Like really fucking weird. You're okay. I've got crystals in my pocket right now while we're talking. (laughs) So it's, it is so funny because I think that we, we don't talk about this a lot. There's this underground, even within our community, right? Like, like there's this underground, shh, don't tell people, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes a lot of sense. Um, and you and I talked about that a lot. And when you did my Akashic record reading, mm-hmm. um, which probably is a perfect time for you to tell us what the heck are Akashic records? So the way I like to describe them is think of it like a cosmic library. Everything in existence makes an impression in this ethereal realm known as the Akasha. This is primordial substance that the universe is made up of between dark matter and and physical matter. Um, Been there since the beginning of time, is the oldest record in existence. Um, And when, say for example, I make the decision to, you know, move to Ireland or something like that. That decision is recorded and all possible future timelines based off of that decision and what possibilities are available to me are all recorded in the Akasha and can be accessed through like a meditative adjacent state, which is what I technically am trained to teach people how to do, but um, I'm working on my yeah, building up my guts to actually teach it. <laughs> can we do a reading right here? Live on the spot? That would be something. We can. Let's do it. If you want to, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm so happy. I'm excited. Okay. So. so you want me to read you, Ellie? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. On the fly. Spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite things. I was down to improv, you know. 
<laughs> right now. Nelly needs to have a question, right? Yes. Could we give him an idea of question? A question like, yeah. So basically, the best questions to work with are outside of time and space, really, because the records were around before linear time was a thing. So they do not respond to um, like where, when, and why questions. They really like how, what, um, open-ended, open-ended questions. Anything that needs like a yes or no questions, like not. Um, it will basically be returned with more questions to get the syntax of the wording right to get the most information out of the records, if that makes sense. So something like what, I think, did I ask about past lives maybe? Or like, mm-hmm. what is um, or what information can you tell me about my past lives? Was that, mm-hmm. would that be an that example? One that was one of them, yeah. Okay. Or, I mean, it can be about that have been popping up in your life recently, the questions that have kind of been revolving in the back of your head, like sitting, sitting back here, that just keep coming up. Um, those are the best, the best ones to ask. Okay. Give me about 30 seconds and I'll be able to have a good question for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, why don't you think on it? And I will say the opening invocation, the beginning part. Sounds good. We can also craft the question together too. So Part of my spiel, um, my main guide is Isis, and she demands respect and attention. So if you can, if your feet are already on the ground, if you can place them on the ground, straight spine, kind of loose but attentive neck. And then if you want to have your hands palm up for information, palm down for grounding or one of each, and then just sink into your chair and let it hold you. Beloved Isis, Prince, devoted source consciousness, and all supportive beings residing outside of time and space, hear us now. Transport us to the heart of the Akashic Records to begin this healing journey. We are surrounded and protected by the light of source consciousness in all forms at all times. We are surrounded and protected by the light of source consciousness in all forms at all times. We seek any and all guidance that supports the highest healing and integration for all involved. We command that any traces of doubt, resistance, and fear be transmuted into unconditional love, ready to be integrated back to source. We command that any traces of doubt, resistance, and fear be transmuted into unconditional love, ready to be integrated back to source. Release our ego and blind spots as we clearly see, feel, and heal with complete certainty. Please awaken all of our senses to receive pure and true information. May the light protect and heal all involved on this journey. May the light protect and heal all involved on this journey. And so it is. I now open the Akashic Records of Ellie with loving compassion. The question that came to mind was, uh, what principles should I instill or use in order to, I suppose, achieve or allow myself to grow into the best possible version of me? Okay. What principles should I instill in myself to grow into the best version? Okay. What principles should Ellie instill to grow into the best version of himself? So just saying flexibility and curiosity are like your shoulder buddies, like the um, the um, angel and devil, you know, cartoons that you see on people's shoulders. Yours yeah. is flexibility and curiosity. Interesting. I'm dead right now. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty spot on. So then... My next question would be, because as all things, they drive more questions. Of course. As in um, flexibility and curiosity. How does one properly balance those two? 
because both of them tend to fly pretty, I guess, fly the route of the eagle, right? And mm. don't have a lot of foundation, let's say. How does one, I guess, bring that to balance? Okay. How does Ellie properly balance the principles of flexibility and curiosity in his life now? Um, they're saying question your rigidity or question your um, um, structure. You're not physical, but like your um, routine. If there's not to say, don't be consistent with your practices, with your rigidity coming up as obligation, as this is the way I do it. This is the way I have always done it or the way I've always been taught to do it, or this just works and I stick with it. Getting stuck in that kind of a rut is what they want you to sort of like look at on its head as a concept, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. That I know that's a little bit like, <laughs> no, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> pretty much question, be curious about the, uh, <laughs> the routines I like to put in place because they tend to guide my life a little bit. And if I can't be flexible with those and adjust, I'll miss out on a handful of opportunities. I see that. And then flexibility could have a lot of, I suppose, definitions depending upon the framework that you're trying to apply us in, whether it be mentally, physically, work, life, etc. What are they referencing? As in which portion of my life needs to be flexible? Oh, overall. Oh, wow, that like grand everything. view. Got it. Everything. Um, so the <laughs> physical sensation that they gave me was kind of what I was talking about when I was opening it up, talking about like a loose um, neck, but not like falling asleep. The visual they give me is seaweed neck of like, just like let your spine kind of do what it wants. Let it move how it wants. Let your life move how it wants. Let it, okay. Let just go with the flow of things, right? Mm-hmm. Let uh, things flow. Yeah. Like uh, let it be by the Beatles is now flashing in my head. <laughs> So essentially, being rigid in this case is causing me to take on more burden or stress than I would uh, naturally need to, almost as if the tree refused to sway with the wind. Yes. That was okay. a image. Yes. Okay. That makes that hits home. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I see why the, I see why the question came up. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Nice. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Any other questions kind of percolating around these or anything else popping up or? Let's see. Give me a second to kind of see what I see. I've been seeing a few visions of ravens and moons recently, essentially that the raven flying under the moon or overhead and consistently over the past week or two. And I'm not quite sure what the omen means to me. Would they be able to help? We can ask. Yeah, Yeah, let's see. Um, So how does something like, what does the symbology of raven and moonlight mean to me or my life? Is that kind of? Yeah, that works. What does the symbology of a raven flying in moonlight mean in Ellie's life? Hmm. Um, Freedom under the radar is what they're saying. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, a new, that's a new image for me. <laughs> huh. Huh. Interesting. That makes sense to me. 
I, if it resonates, I understand that. Okay. Yeah. It feels very outside of basically like doing your thing outside of society, kind of like flying under the radar outside of the, the bigger pressures of societal obligation. Okay. Or even focusing in to even like your own obligations, your, your past behaviors, your past perceived mistakes, perceived failures, because there is no failures. There's only lessons to guide us on our path. Right. So that is okay. Nice. I've got that noted. And that's, thank you. That's great. Speaks directly to where I'm at now. And then, you know, Chris, Christine has me a little curious about the past life question. So who was I before I was me? Um, let's see. So for past life, I kind of like to leave it a little bit open um, as basically like what information about my past lives can be revealed to me. Does that feel good? Yeah, that works. What information is available about Ellie's past lives that can be revealed to him now? So I'm seeing a very, very old forest. Like I want to use the word primordial. (laughs) Um, There are no buildings, no sign of human existence. Um, so I'm not super great with time periods or history. I can't tell if this is your life outside of society or your life before society, before people, but it's, it's very gentle and small life and safe. Sounds like aim for the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you see Avatar? I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know the tree thing? Yeah. The tree thing with all the blue uh, fuzzy things coming off of it? Yeah. You're communicating with the tree spirit. Yes. Yeah, so that same you know, yeah. visual way, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I've seen that vision kind of for me as an avatar interacting with the tree spirit. Yeah, that is, that's very spot on from what I've seen. Yeah. It feels very um, like a thing. I don't know if I'm viewing you as a younger person before you've like found your path, but this feels like what I'm witnessing with you speaking to the tree spirit feels very much like you're um, fostering your abilities, practicing your magic alone so that you can then teach people, bring it to the community, bring the healing to whoever is potentially around you that I can't see quite right now. (laughs) (laughs) but it it feels like it's meant to be shared it feels like if i were feeling inside your body it feels like this is magic i have to tell people about this everybody can and should know how to do this kind of wanting to bring the knowledge to the people right i feel that deeply in my heart so you're um you're on it it. (laughs) thank you thank you that's phenomenal it's almost as if, as you were doing that, I was trying to see if I could see what you were seeing. And really, it just seems like there's this giant, almost gold book. Really, it just is so mystical within itself that as you just flip through the pages, you can literally see the names, lives, and imagery, not just of the people itself, but trees, forests, what have you, climate change, whether it's freezing or extremely hot you're just able to see it all almost in an image right is that 
Mm -hmm. Sort of. Um, So the way it comes through for me is I'm predominantly clairaudient and claircognizant. So Mm -hmm. I, um, with the exception of your reading, this was all pretty visual, which I'm, I am not (laughs) clairaudient, um, dominant. It's something that I've actually been working on developing. So this is kind of cool for me, (laughs) but it, it, they, the little, um, energy nuggets is what I've been calling them come in differently every time for every single person. And they come in through my different Claire senses every single time. So it's not a straight path every time. It's not predictable. And every single person I read is completely different. Um, Obviously because we all have different experiences. We all take on certain things from the world. Um, But yeah, it's all completely customizable and individual and, (laughs) that is so cool and so spot on i wish the listeners could see my face as she's reading the shit out of you because i'm like oh i know i know <laughs> that is so good it's about it. uh, meg how can listeners because obviously everyone should do this at least once i think what i need to do is probably schedule an appointment for another reading because it was so cool the first time uh, um how can the listeners get in contact with you to set up their own readings so i have the only social media i'm on is instagram and it's just the clarity alchemist on there you can uh message me directly otherwise i have a um the link oof my brain link tree Mm-hmm. Uh, to my website that you can book. Um, I mean, yeah, there's the website, clarityalchemist.co. <laughs> and then just, just yeah, shoot me a DM. My email is clarityalchemist at gmail. Pretty easy to remember if you want to ask questions before you book or anything like that. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll include all of that in the show notes and in the post on Instagram. I also love that you brought up the Claire's because um, over the weekend we posted on Instagram about so just an overview of the Claire's for those who haven't heard of the different kinds, right? A lot of people hear about clairvoyance, but not much beyond that. And so I love that something different came up for you and something that you've been actively working on too. Um, uh, woo. Really cool. Me too. <laughs> Yay. I love that. We, we get a lot of visuals. I mean, I think we, we use a lot of ways, but I'm not surprised that in this group, you're seeing a lot more. Also, wow. Anything else? Any questions, Ellie, that you have for Meg? Anything else? Um, I'm just sitting with the extra information I just received. We have a little bit of dissecting to do now, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rather, yeah. Let it unfold as it will. Take your time with it. Um, yes. More layers will be revealed to you. Um, pay attention to your dreams. If you have like a dream journal or just like have your voice recorder app like ready to go on the bedside or whatever. Um, because a lot of this work will kind of like untangle and work itself through your subconscious, through you, through the dream world. Ooh. And the symbology there can be really fun. <laughs> so cool. Um, Meg, I know we are so glad that you have honored your true authentic self, despite all of the hurdles that's taken you through and you have such a beautiful gift. So thank you for sharing that with us thank and you. with the world. And thanks for being on today. This was amazing. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was really cool. (laughs) Party time.